This is Refigure with Chris and Reefer. A weekly dive into our favourite bits of culture, tech and diversity. Thank you. How are you? I'm really good. We have had a very hectic week. Yes. What are we going to talk about on the show today? I thought we'd talk about Avengers Endgame. Yup. Which we went and saw on its opening weekend. Also thought we should talk about Wando Ibizi's exhibition Distorted Constellations at Lighthouse. You'll have to declare your interest in Lighthouse. Yup. Before we start, we should flag up the marmalade. Oh yeah, marmalade flag. <laughs> What we should have done is done a tasting thing because people love to hear us eating on the radio, don't you? Yeah, like live actual marmalade <laughs> tasting. Uh, can you stop moving my table and making a creaking noise? Sorry. My friends, Joe Brett and Matt Bailey, have a cake business and they sent us a lovely load of marmalade because they know we're like Paddington and we like to carry marmalade sandwiches around with us um, and it was delicious thank you so much he told us that he listens to the podcast while he's making all these delicious cakes which you can find at brettandbailey.co.uk you could just follow them Brett and Bailey on Instagram for the cake porn I do love that they're doing preserves as well. That's very classy. The marmalade they sent us was made in Crystal Palace. Perfect place for marmalade. It's a really beautiful marmalade. They sent two jars. This isn't like a paid endorsement or anything. Awesome. Thanks, Joe. Delicious marmalade. Brettandbailey.co.uk I'm trying to be a little bit quieter this week because I felt like I got so excited about Beyonce last week that I was shouting... And then when it came to edit the podcast, I kept having to cut out me. You cut all of that <laughs> People want the details and the minutiae. Let's start with Endgame. I don't okay. know how much we're going to spoil it, so what I'll do is, if we spoil it loads... I'll we're edit. definitely going to spoil it. We spoil everything for everyone. That's the whole point of this review show. So if you haven't seen it, stop listening! <laughs> the final film of the 22-film run of the Marvel Cinema Universe, or whatever it's called, or and also kind of the sequel to Avengers Infinity War, which concluded when Thanos got all the Infinity Stones that meant he could snap his fingers and instantly annihilate 50% of all life in the universe, which he did. And then he retired to make vegetable stew. And then the Avengers, the surviving Avengers decide to try and... Avenge him. Avenge him. It's a massive film. Lots and lots of people listening to this will have already seen it. And anyone remotely interested in superhero movies will probably have gone to see it. Did you enjoy it is the first question. And the second question will be, how do you feel about the whole Marvel Universe now that you've seen most of the films? Yes, I did enjoy it. Thank you for asking, Chris. <laughs> I I really enjoyed it. It is dark as anything. I was thinking, because this is how my brain works now that we do these podcasts, whenever I consume any media, I'm thinking, what should I say about it on the podcast? I was thinking that if you've lost somebody close to you recently, don't go and see this film because you'll be really crying. Like, I haven't lost anyone. And I was really, really moved right from the start. It's really dark. And then it just 
turns into an action film later but it's relentless the first five scenes or something is like intense heart rendering people bearing their soul then you're like all the way through you're going well where's Wakanda basically um (laughs) where's the fun stuff the fighting and the aliens and spaceships my favorites to answer the second part of your question because I watched Guardians of the Galaxy first whenever that was maybe when it came on Netflix ages ago and I thought it was hilarious and then I watched couple of iron men and then maybe an avengers and then i've watched them all back all upside down so i think if you're new to marvel stuff you can watch just the four avengers films and you get the gist of what's going on the side ones the later ones and the thor ones thor ragnarok whatever <laughs> is like quite amusing as well it's quite funny oh yeah and obviously black panther which we raved about before so I saw them in that order, and now I'm going retrospectively back and watched Avengers: The Winter Soldier. This is really boring if you don't, if you're not into this sort of stuff at all. But basically, if you like that sort of fantasy stuff, the funnier ones are the later ones because obviously Josh Whedon got involved and Taiko Waititi, TT, they all got involved later, and they made them funny and interesting for the rest of us but anyway there's some really good scenes in it all the ladies come out at the end and it's all like there's a big battle and um it's all a bit lord of the rings at the end but i quite enjoyed that oh and ant-man they're really good as well quite enjoy those Makes anyway fun. it's comic book <laughs> science basically it's almost like they got a load of b-list superheroes from comics and then made the film so great over the last 12-15 years that they've turned that into the leading thing. It just takes one like good film. Just one just hit. One hit. Uh, I think it's like a bit like Buffy. Okay, The characterizations, the relationships between the people. What's interesting for me is in this particular one, there is the friendships between the women and the friendships between male and female characters which in the past you just didn't have that you'd have all the camaraderie of the blokes and they would go off and do stuff i mean when you watch the later ones you really see it starkly like what's the one we watched the other day where scarlett johansson's character is like relegated to being a barmaid in the party that they have they have this big party and all the blokes are like hanging out with Captain America and all his old cronies. And then she's like the femme fatale and she's like slinking around. I'm like, this is what they did with all the female characters before, like Catwoman and whatnot in the other the other comics. But whereas later, she's a proper character. There's real friendship between the one with the bow and arrow. Her character is in charge of the, all the Avengers and she's sort of keeping it together. But she's a rounded, more rounded character than she was before. The women are just these props in the earlier ones. Whereas we talked about Captain Scarlet before. <laughs> Captain Marvel. <laughs> Before, how come Buzz Lightyear is not in this one? <laughs> I was really excited to talk about Endgame when we saw it, but it's a week ago now. Now I just think it was really good. It's my second favourite film of the year that I've seen so far. But that's really high praise, and you should. You can't really talk about it, but I think that if you haven't seen at least one of the Avengers films and maybe Guardians of the Galaxy, you need to have watched some of them because the one we watched with. Um, Captain America and Iron Man having a fight at the end. What's that one called? That's Captain America Civil War. Yeah, that is harsh as anything. And that's about 
two men ha- thinking that they know the best route in a problem and then having a massive fight and someone gets smashed in the chest. It's really intense. And I thought, how is this a kid's film? Some kids were sitting in front of us, really little kids. And I was like, this is intense for adults. Like, the violence in it is pretty strong. But it's not because there's blood and guts and weirdness. It's just that the emotions in it are really intense because you've invested in these characters over 22 films. Another thing that's improved is the villains, that towards the later films, and especially with the better films, the villains aren't cartoon ha-ha-ha-ha-ha villains. They have motives too. So what you're saying is exactly right. The villain thinks he's doing the right thing. Some people have criticised this, but what I found I liked was that you get all these cameos from all the other ones. Um, We've sort of forgotten a bit about it, but it is a three-hour film, and I was hooked from beginning to end. You probably need a bit of context, and that's what I've done, is gone back and watched some of the other films. Doctor Strange I really like as well, but that's because of all the energy and the portals and the and the going in the cosmos. Cumberbatch playing Darren Brown. That's what it is. No, he's real. It's Tilda real. Swinton is brilliant, and it's just effortlessly... Acts the shit off everyone. Isn't it? She does. She just she, she, does. She's, she's brilliant. And the other thing we're going to be doing is reviewing some biscuits. They're not really biscuits, but I thought they were biscuits when I got given them, and I thought this would be really good on the radio. These are called smooth dark ginger things. And you can get them from Oxfam. You might as well give your money to Oxfam if you're going to buy chocolates. They're by Divine. They're properly um, fair trade and farmer owned. They're covered in African symbols as well. Chris, have one of these. They look like after eight mints. They come in an after eight box. I wonder if they'd go with marmalade. Yeah, they're really nice. They're like a cross between after eight mints and Jaffa cakes except it's ginger inside. They're awesome. They're my new favourite thing. Do they have any other flavours? I think so, but I think it was just something boring like mint. I can't remember. If they were mint, they'd probably be a bit too similar to um, After Eights. But because they're ginger, they're really nice. They've got a kick to them because it's ginger, but it's also, they feel really luxurious and you can't eat them all at once. Because they're orange. Of course they are. They're dark chocolate. They look like they're sort of vegan. Of course yeah, they are. I think they're vegan. I think they don't have any... They are, and nice. they're fair trade. Very good. Do they have orange? I would like an orange one. That would really make my day. This brand, Divine, obviously has been around for like 20 years. But I only just realised, because I don't eat that chocolate very often, that all these symbols that are covering the boxes and the wrapping on all the bars of chocolate are these ancient West African symbols Mm. which are really powerful and they're really beautiful and it leads me nicely onto this event that's on at the Brighton Festival at the moment it's called Distorted Constellations the main artist is Nwando Ibizi and she's created this amazing space at Lighthouse called Face for the Chocolate now um, on Kenston Street basically she's an Afrofuturist uh, with West African origins she's an electronic artist and she's created a piece of work 
which is an interactive installation with lights and music and noise and dance that evokes what she sees in her everyday life, which is halos around things, the kind of visuals that you get with when you get a migraine, and it's called visual snow. It's a, it's a condition, a neurological condition. She's also had mental health issues in the past. There was a private view on Friday... I saw her speak with Ali Beddows, who runs Lighthouse as the artistic director, and they had a conversation about the piece and about her work, and also what she's trying to convey within this particular Brighton Festival, which has brought lots of people from the African diaspora to create a different flavour to the Brighton Festival. Ben Ockery, for example, is speaking at the Dome soon. And um, on the Saturday night, they did an opening ceremony with a Haitian dancer. They created a beautiful space, like it was a, a womb-like experience with these three women um, bringing people in. There was dance, there was pancakes, there were people giving little talks about the neuroscience behind the piece. But I really enjoyed just being this little pod where they played like wave music and there were lights and it was a real lovely energy to it. She creates quite enveloping all sensory experiences, obviously rooted in her eye condition or whatever it is, a neurological condition. So when you walk into something like downstairs, they've got... What's the thing downstairs? That's visual snow. So that's a representation in a kind of art installation that you walk through of these um, symptoms she gets in her eyes. And it's a powerful psychedelic experience to walk through it created quite simply it's just like flashing projections flashed onto hungors and noise and you walk through a kind of a loose setup of this hungors with all these flashes and yet even with quite simple ingredients i found the experience quite powerful and the sort of psychedelic nature of it but also the slight aggressive edge of it really evoked a kind of neurological disconnect from things so it's so hard to explain how you might perceive things differently to other people yeah. and she's found a really interesting way of conveying that yeah in her talk she was explaining how we're all taught that we've got five senses but actually because of her uh, background in sort of understanding her culture and the tribe that she's from in Nigeria and the Haitian ceremonial rituals that kind of magic she feels is um, connected to the way that she sees the world and I found some parallels between what people want to see or sometimes see in meditation as well but imagine seeing like what she describes in her in the literature pulsating geometric shapes or the sky looks like it's full of trillions of fizzing dots like a bluish translucent tv static i mean yeah, if you're having that, that yeah and if you yeah but that's probably because like you've induced that in different ways <laughs> but you know people get into those sort of trance-like states by not eating fasting or dancing so i also because i'm hooked on this stuff and i found them all really magnetic characters the opening ceremony included somebody going around and giving you a little hand bath with um uh, essential oils and there was a uh, hair brushing and it was just really intense but also really nurturing but also really magical and so you see her dancing form 
inside the installation as well but I went to the Haitian ritual dance workshop which was awesome it was like potted history of what Haitian voodoo really is and uh, the magic behind it and that really connected with me and I really felt the energy of it was like doing similar to sun salutation at the beginning where we're really calling in an energy of the universe and there were lots of women there that were there was one guy but lots of women who were from South America and Latin America and people from the from the African diaspora and it was just really moving and fun and a lot of them were already dancers and I do a bit of Zumba but you know I just got into it and it was intense and fun and um, we didn't want to leave after and then people banging on the door to try and see the exhibition but there was like 25 women sitting on the floor just enjoying being part of an experience it was interesting that the Haitian dance leader who did her own she was part of the opening ceremony as well she was a major part of it actually I really liked that she did that thing where she chalked the space into being so she used flour to to paint a circle into which we were all supposed to sort of contribute images as well these practices you'll recognize from pagan what we call witchcraft but also um in india and bali they use chalk to do that they make these intricate patterns and symbols mandalas in front of the houses to open the door if you like to the energy and i really felt that Karine labelle her name is the haitian dance instructor and sort of almost like slightly shamanic type leader she was yeah it wasn't perfect and there were some things about it that i slightly got irritated with because Wando and Beezy herself is such a compelling character she, like so she dresses in kind of empress style robes and she's got amazing like she moves like a dancer herself she's got this really kind of um curvy not curvy is that not the word she um, is a du- fluid fluid way of moving and she's a performer obviously she's just all of that's really compelling but one element of the show was a talk from a neuroscientist but that talk was very basic, sort of, top line, and I wish there'd been more there. Not, I don't mean that the science itself had been deeper, I no. just wish it'd been more, there'd been more thought into that presentation. Also, that presentation had technical problems, so you've got this very smooth show that's been put together that's really involving and you get into it, and then someone does a PowerPoint presentation, it doesn't really work. Oh, and she's doing this kind of gimmick where she's getting us all to put an app on our phones so we can say what we see in real time so she could say oh is this a rabbit or is it a duck and we can go it's a duck and that doesn't work either and I just thought with a bit more art and a bit less bog standard powerpoint you could have turned the same section of the show into something equally as transcendent as the rest of the show but I found it really profound I think her art is great she's a really interesting character but it wasn't a perfect thing no some pieces of art gets judged on the standards of what we expect from events people who don't run events regularly don't understand the things that need to be looked at and having run lots of events ourselves we get stuff wrong all the time like when we used to run um, midwinter picnic in Westhill Hall there was always something about that maybe the lighting wasn't quite right so that we can't film it and you know Beyonce has to put on a gig and she's lighting it for the for the video so the people can't you can't see anything because it's lit for filming rather than for the audience that's in the room so you have to have these screens but the point is 
we can't judge it on those standards we have to change our perception about what is a good event you know like how do we feel from the art otherwise we're just stuck in a groove of how we think things should be done and if it is a bit shonky I mean I was just so impressed by the fact that these women are just like doing this all week Plus, they're like not having a break. I didn't see anyone have a break. Normally, I have like loads of volunteers and they had other people from Lighthouse helping with some of the practical stuff. But generally, they were running around doing everything. And that was the in- intense part for me. And then they were up again on the next day to do a Haitian dance, which was pretty intense. You know, my feet are aching. Even though she looked like this space goddess, she's pretty tall anyway, but with her hair as well, she's like really tall and uh, magnetic is is a word but she um <laughs> you know she's going she's going for a thing it's impressive how she she is trying to articulate that that was distorted constellations by wando ibizi it's running until sunday the 19th of may it's closed on the monday and the tuesdays oh they are having a break there from 12 till 7 in the evening so you can just pop in experience the the two different rooms and there's also a closing ceremony, which again will be a bit of a happening, I think, where there'll be activities. What are you reading for? 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 So I picked up The Politics of Design. It came out in 2016. It is an awesome book, a little book with pretty much on every page a little story about the politics of design so whether that's color and contrast or um, image and photography i women in how they're perceived in photography throughout the ages and, and advertising or race and symbols and icons and every single page that i open there's a really interesting story related to design and advertising and and uh, representation for example i don't know if you remember chris ryan hunter colouring for grown-ups like is this a hipster or is this a homeless person for example and uh please can i have another chocolate interrupting my grinding but there's just so many interesting stories about when people have got it wrong uh was the politics of design a not so global manual for visual communication if you're a designer or you design anything you should probably have a go at it it's by reuben pater what are you reading? I'll just really quickly do this one. It's almost out of time. I read a comic book recently, which I hardly ever read comic books. Kel Windsor has written a comic book called User based on a screenplay written by our friend Anthony Melton. And so I ordered it sort of out of friendship and filial loyalty, I guess. But it's actually a really, really good kind of a kind of a horror romance not not quite but sort of a horror romance fell in love with a zombie story. no no it's not that but it's 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 really it's really good and it's called user and um that led me to kelwinser's website and he makes some really interesting is involved in some really interesting comic books so it's the website is kelwinser kel is k e l winser is w i n s e r.com and uh, I really enjoyed User. The other book I'm reading, which I can't tell you anything about, is the new novel by our friend Jim Bob, J.B. Morrison. However, it's as yet unpublished. I'm not even going to tell you what it's called because Jim hasn't told me I can say anything about it yet. What? But, and the only reason I'm mentioning it is, oh my God, it's so good. I'm is like it? about a third of the way through. I hope and it's, it's absolutely outstanding and you will love it. Is it an epic fantasy of spaceships? No. Oh. 
It does. Well, actually, no, no, I can, no, I can't tell anything about it, but I can't. I can't. Awesome. It's fucking all good. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Check us out on the Facebook. We figure no. Why are you making a face at me? Because you can't get the Facebook right and it's your podcast. That's because I'm not being funny. It's not like you do six podcasts like I do. No, but there are 25 different uh, refigure things out there at the moment. I know, just try and remember. Instagram, it's at refigureuk. Facebook, it's refigurepod. And Chris has started the podcast on twitter as well so it's refigure i have started the account but we're not active yet it is refigure pod so the new twitter feed is at refigure pod there's hardly anything on it at the moment but we will get active on it as well or i will get active on it as well um i'm doing an event on the 12th of june please come along you can get tickets on eventbrite it's or you can go to my website which is rifa.co.uk rifa.co.uk and it's about clarity and purpose and it's an evening event and you're more than welcome to come along thank you very much for listening what's it called it's called refigure event for a workshop for clarity and purpose and it's self-development and a bit of meditation but it's like if you're at a crossroads and you need a bit of help it's a little group session that sounds charming ta-ra for now ta-ra for now talk to you um, later Bye. Don't fly.